Hey gurus, I'm Candy. And I'm Laura. We are intuitive coaches and the co-creators of It's You Guru. Welcome to our podcast. This is the spot to get the real real on what it's like to be your very own badass guru and still very much a work in progress. In each episode, we'll invite you to listen in as we real talk the shit out of each other about everything from falling in love to heartbreak, from sometimes being an asshole to trying to stay grounded and centered, from working in corporate America to being entrepreneurs. Nothing is off the table or taboo. And we'll weave our favorite topic, cardology, the astrology and numerology of the playing cards into every conversation. So grab your beverage of choice and get comfy. It's time to get real. And be sure to check all the links in the description. Hey gurus, it's Candy. And Laura. And we're back. So this week we are talking about grooves. <laughs> Not the dancing kind, but sort of. It's the imagine the grooves in a record face. So if you stand a record up, you can see where the song's been printed into the record face. And some of those grooves are always bigger or deeper than others. Um, and so we, we got this based on a very interesting experience that I had. And um, we actually probed to figure out how something could have happened. So let's set the stage with a story. Laura and I went to a local bar here in Asheville called the Orange Peel, which is pretty famous. So if you ever come to Asheville, you'll definitely want to check out the Orange Peel. But we were there for, what was it, an 80s, 90s dance party? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were super stoked about it. And this is at a period. So Laura really doesn't drink that much at all, ever. And it was during a period where I wasn't drinking either. And so we were stone cold sober for this entire dance party. And it started off um, fun with the 80s music. And then as the night went on, it started getting a little more crowded. They started shifting into 90s music and people started getting a little more intoxicated. And I just remember like looking around thinking, wow, we are surrounded by drunk people and we are sober. Mm -hmm. And then I think they really started playing music we didn't like and we just left. This is the story of my life. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's a choice I make. It is the story of Laura's life. So we, we left, neither one of us having drank anything. And we got home at a reasonable hour, too, because I think the dance party started at 8. So the next morning, I wake up hungover, like tired, foggy brain, unsettled stomach, and it felt exactly like a hangover. And I know what this feels like because I have had more hangovers in my life than I want to admit. And we were both like, I mean you didn't drink. How does this happen? So we started exploring, started asking questions. And what we got was the whole concept of the groove, the grooves in the record face. Yeah. We were asking our higher selves questions. Yeah. And what it was is that during my years in corporate America, so, you know, there's 15 solid years of working hard, playing hard and playing hard is just another way to say partying hard. And so there was a deep groove in my record face of overindulging, going out, having fun, drinking too much, waking up the next morning hungover. And so the act of going out with Laura, being in a bar, having fun, the natural thing that I expected based on my grooves the next morning was to wake up hungover. And so that's what I experienced. And as God is my witness... 
candy to not have a drink that <laughs> didn't night. have a single drink i was hung over as shit though so so one of the things that this taught me or or sh- highlighted for me was that i had work to do forgiveness work and acceptance work to do around the fact that i used to overindulge and there's a part of me that's a little bit ashamed of that well um, let me just point out that the word overindulge is a judgment oh yes completely right overindulge mm-hmm. like it's bad mm-hmm. yeah and the, so i mean there's definitely a part of me who's like who some people think it's fun and have and have no judgment around it and have no judgment around it but i was judging judging hashtag judging i was i was judging myself every time i did it on an unconscious level so that's where the crack comes in yeah that we talked about in the last episode the the judgment is also is a crack so she's yes. got a crack this judgment around her group what she used to do a lot which was go out and drink too much too a much judge, a judgment air quotes too much <laughs> see how well because, busted how see, busted you could bust yourself we're gonna keep going down this rabbit hole then because then there's the question of did i act in an irresponsible fashion because for me those those times of going out and drinking too much in a corporate setting or you know in a professional setting then there was always a question did i act unprofessionally did i act out of integrity did I show a side of myself that I don't want my coworkers to see and not like an actual body, like naked side of myself, but like, was I too fun when I need to be more serious? And did I, you, can I ask you a question? Did yeah. you have any FOMO when we were there that night? That I was missing out because I wasn't drinking? Yeah, I'm just curious. I have no idea. No, I actually didn't. Um, and that's a really good question. What I actually remember thinking is, Ooh, this is a great question, Laura, because what I remember thinking when we were at the Orange Peel was, I'm so glad I'm not drunk because some of these people are acting a fool. Yeah, well, I I don't know where you were going with your story, but what has been coming up for me is um, this like sort of like, how do you become this like advanced guru, boss ass motherfucker? And one of the ways is to be in a space like this, like that, and notice when the energy shifts and to Mm -hmm. get the fuck out of there if you want in that moment. We didn't. We stayed. Well, we stayed. We stayed probably just a little too long. But then we both 10 minutes too long. 10 minutes too long. Because we both remember we looked around at one point and was like, oh, this just shifted. And we left. But it Mm -hmm. had probably shifted 10 minutes prior. Because can I just say also like... Okay, I want to go back and just talk about why I don't drink. It's because I don't like how it tastes. And I also don't like how I feel. Like, I had a cider last week. I felt sick to my stomach. It was really sweet and disgusting. But the reason I'm telling you that is because, like, I don't like... And it's not so much the out-of-control feeling as it is, like, I feel like I can't be present when my head is in that foggy cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you when you are, like you can be aware of your surroundings like that, then then you can look around and make that shift. And now I realize why am I telling you all this is because, <laughs> sorry, I got sidetracked. <laughs> My Reiki instructor who taught me um, Reiki, yes, she used to live in Thailand and her, co- her friend that also went through Reiki training in Thailand with her, her friend's husband owned a nightclub and they would have to go in and clear the spirits out of the nightclub on a regular basis. Like, there is like a lurking kind of dark energy 
that can get into like this is kind of like beyond beyond someday we'll teach an advanced class about all this shit but like it's not just that like the the alcohol has you know on the one hand alcohol is a depressant right unless it's tequila someone told me Mm -hmm. so it creates that downward energy funnel like your energy dropping down and then and that's what, like how the energy shifts. It's like everything's like there's like the beer and we're having fun and it's this up energy. And then the energy shifts at the club and all of a sudden it drops and people are grinding on each other and <laughs> they're falling down all over the place. And it's a completely different energy. So it's not like all alcohol is bad. It's just to what extent and what are the quote unquote demons that people carry that why are they drinking so much? Like what is it that they're bringing into that club with them? Their shit that they're carrying around that's now being like kind of thrown up all over the floor, not literally, just energetically. Sometimes literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can see it's like, well, I think too, it's so, it, so you're it, sorry, you're stepping into all that energy is what I'm right. trying to say. Exactly. And you're, you're activating. I think sometimes you're activating, you're activating the grooves. So, you know, right. I, people drink for different reasons. Um, Sometimes it's because they just need to take their mind off something. You know, they need to loosen up. They they are shy. What whatever the reason, and we're assuming that, you know, we're not talking to addicts at this point. We're assuming right. that we're just kind of talking to social drinkers. And I don't want to get into like policing anyone's drinking or saying no. what's good or what's bad. In this case, we're just talking about drinking because it's a story. It it, it ties to the story that we started at the beginning. But so, what I think. The, the grooves are the the underpinning of the grooves are is is what is that um what is that crack what is that shadow what is what is that questionable part of yourself that you are unconscious about that you are not looking at that but that wants to present itself because the only way to move past a shadow is to see it mm-hmm. ironically enough right it's a shadow it's in the dark but to be able to deal with it you have to see it and so for me when I think about those times that I, you know, drank too much in a corporate setting, I was always worried about, after the fact, how was I seen in that moment? Right. Do I, do, was I clear enough to know how I was representing myself? Mm-hmm. Was anyone else clear enough to remember? Did they see me in a different way than I think I presented myself? So what called into question for me is the image or persona that I wanted to project in a professional setting, yet which might not have been in complete alignment with my authentic self. So the alcohol caused that chasm or that gap to be presented. And because I was drunk, I couldn't quite see it. But yet it's always there. Like when I let down my guard, alcohol allows you to let down your guard. When I let down my guard, who am I? Right. Well, the question becomes is why do you have your guard up in the first place? Not you. No, right. But it's because, right, it's a corporate setting. Like I need to behave a certain way. I need to act a certain way. I need to be seen a certain way. And because my name is Candy, like I have to even be like more aware of it because I'm fighting the stereotype of this name, which by the way, mother, I love. Thank you for giving it to me. You know, but like there's all of these things that you realize that you're carrying around with you, all of this programming and conditioning and these beliefs that you've created Mm -hmm. that may or may not even be accurate, that you may or may not want to continue to carry. But for me, having this experience of the orange peel, being able to have an energetic hangover was my first ability to see the shadow side of myself that was related to alcohol. Right. And that wasn't accepting of that that part of you at that time. Right. Because at that point in time, I was even judging myself 
for drinking. So this is like, let's take it out of corporate. Now it's like eight years later and I'm still judging myself, but this time I'm judging myself when I do drink because quote unquote spiritual people don't drink. So like now there's a whole nother level of shadow that I've created, a whole nother Mm -hmm. crack, a whole nother level of doubt and judgment that I've placed upon myself. I don't know why, but like, why? I don't know why I just did it because some, like, I don't know. I was going to say, because I should know better should see. And then you should on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think all of this has to do with like, like being in your center and, and, and like knowing yourself and then not just you, but in general, like yes, being in your center, knowing yourself, knowing, knowing your past patterns and knowing your intention. Right. Right. Well, like, yeah. Being your own guru. Right. I mean, the intention around whatever it is, we're still talking about drinking, so I might as well stick with that. It's like, and what I said earlier, as you as you feel things shift, it's like people are out at a football game, they're having some beers, they're having fun. Like you can feel the energy if you just close your eyes and kind of sense that energy. Or even at the beginning of the orange peel, you can go to the orange peel with us. They're playing 80s music. People have just arrived. They're having a drink here. They're having a drink there. The energy's light and fun. So it's not like, it's not, we can't blame Blame it. We cannot blame it on the alcohol. We cannot. Uh, it's well, not the alcohol's uh, 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 fault. Alcohol. Even though. It is not. Um, it's not. But it's it's the intention that you're setting with that. And then like to the extreme, when you, you get to the extreme of anything, like there's got to be an underlying wound or pattern or something that's driving you to the extreme and not being able to say, hey, I've had two to three drinks. I'm feeling good. I don't really need to go any further. You know, like it's it's, it's that intention of, and, and kind of knowing yourself so you can stay in your center and be like, I'm feeling good here. I'm in that high buzz until before, unless, until before, unless, whatever. <laughs> until before, Until unless. you get to the point where you're like, I've gone too far. You know what yeah. I mean? And for us, like, there's an underlying wound when, when we do the extreme of anything. Whether it's like, spiritual people don't drink, so I'm not going to drink. Spiritual people don't eat meat, so I'm not going to eat meat. Like you're, you're taking yourself to the extreme and letting someone else dictate to you what is best for you. Yeah. Well, exactly. And so let's use a different groove example that's not alcohol related in case some people who don't drink can't relate. So family dynamics. Oh shit. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, what's my worst groove? Here we go. Right. right Like whenever you go home to visit your family, it doesn't matter what age you are speaking you in general, you always revert to why behavior. Yeah, I'm always like, why am I such a dick when I like, go visit my family? Everybody goes back into those roles that we had as teenagers growing up with our family. Like, I will get moody. And I'm like, why the fuck? Oh, there's nothing in my life to be moody about. Why am I being moody? Yeah, because those grooves are the deepest, right? Mm-hmm. Those, those grooves are, are the, the deepest. deepest. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because those are the ones we've existed in for such a long time. So there are same thing, right? And if you've been married for a long time in a long-term relationship, you can see habits right? Mm-hmm. Ways of interacting that form that don't necessarily align with who you are or how you feel right now, but you just slide right back into that. So let's talk about the benefit because I did have this come in. I forget what, like I was meditating in the bathtub, which I do a lot. And I, I had a groove that I was dealing with, but I can't remember, unfortunately, what it is because I have a terrible memory. Candy's the memory person. Um, but what they showed me was you can remember. actually, f- like, you don't need to have that groove, just fill it in just like the crack. Right. Fill it up. So what is the, like, I guess what I'm saying is you don't have to live with this. Mm -mm. Well, the first way to not live with it is to become aware of it. 
Yeah. Then you get to make a choice. So the the realization that it's there is now the opportunity for us to address it. I feel like yours had to do with a family dynamic of some sort. 100%. And so now, you know, like for me, when I see the groove that I had present itself from the orange bill, I get to decide, you know, what what are the hangups I want to have around alcohol? Because it's my choice. Do I want to carry any of these hangups forward? And it is as simple as a yes, no answer. On sometimes. You You know what mine was? I think the audience will find this interesting. I think it was about carrying belly fat um, <gasps> it was, to Laura. protect myself from the world that is horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible for women is definitely the the like theme that was running through kind of what when I was getting in my meditation was running through the maternal bloodline, mother, grandmother, going back. That's just like, it's, it's not like, and it wasn't, it's not obvious. Like if you knew these people, my mom, my gra- grandmother, you wouldn't think that they were like this but there's like a an underlying kind of feeling like this world is difficult for women and I think a lot of people listening to this might agree with that mm-hmm. um, but it, it's manifesting physically as belly fat to protect yourself from that and I mean going back to something we said in I think the previous podcast was that solar plexus chakra that belly chakra where your digestion is and that belly fat sits is the control chakra so if the men are trying to control us then we have to protect ourselves by filling up and not just let's like men in general it's kind of like a general thing i'm wondering if all women who have belly fat are kind of fighting that same fight right like a lot of belly fat i mean it's a natural to have some obviously but Mm -hmm. it's more excess so that's what i got when i was kind of looking into that i got that we're filling up this record groove with just fill it up just like imagine you're filling it in and just release that, that now that you're aware of it, you can release it. Yeah. It's like having something stuck in your energy field, bringing the attention to it, and then setting a follow-up intention that I don't want to carry this anymore. In your case, I don't want to carry the belly fat anymore. I don't want to carry the stress anymore. I don't want to carry the judgment anymore. Um, right. And we make it sound really simple. We know. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes it is that simple. Sometimes it's not. But that's why there are therapists and shamans and energy healers and why you can work with Laura and I in a one-on-one session or, you know, whatever. There are so many ways to get assistance. And sometimes we need that assistance, but other times it's just noticing, oh my God, like unconsciously, this was a thing. Now it's conscious. Now I can deal with it by simply saying enough, standing in the power, like being a fuck no, this is not acceptable anymore. Like I am who I am and I'm proud of it. And sometimes that means that I drink a lot or sometimes it means that I, you know, behave in this way or that I dance really loud and really stupid and I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Whatever it is. Right. So I don't know. Like I just, I think we all have unconscious patterns and using this record face groove is just a metaphor for beginning to give ourselves permission to look at these unconscious patterns and bring them into light. And I like the idea of the record face because there's, I mean, there's something for me at least that's super soothing about the idea of listening to music on a record and just like the rhythm and the consistency of the spin. Mm -hmm. So it's almost meditative if you allow yourself to really get into that groove 
of looking at your grooves and seeing what comes forward. Well, and that's what I was going to say. If you want to try this out, you can get into a meditative space and ask yourself, what is a groove that I need to work on or that I need to see? You can kind of see what comes in either maybe as words or as a picture or just a sense of knowing, or you could sit down and just write. And it's called automatic writing where you kind of get into that meditative state, ask that question and just write whatever comes out mm-hmm. and see what comes up for you. Yeah. And then maybe try a little bit of forgiveness work around that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what comes up. Yeah. All right, gurus. I think that's good. I, I think, I think we've given you some homework. We'd love to hear how it goes. We'd love to hear some of the grooves that y'all discover um, just simply because we're curious and it's fun. So uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Get your card. Get your guru guide. Start digging in. Maybe some grooves will present themselves through just simply reading your guru guide. You'll be like, oh my God, they nailed it right there. Okay, gurus. We hope you learned a little something and laughed a lot. You can look up your cards and cosmic compatibility and check out our quizzes, sessions, courses, retreats, and more at itsyouguru.com. Be sure to catch show links and notes in the podcast description. And just remember, it's you, guru, 